Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Rambling Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And this is the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas. And last week, we went down a pretty interesting rabbit hole that told us a lot of things about this ongoing, seemingly infinite narrative that continues to develop about... I guess everything about the sea people, about adrenochrome. We were specifically finding out about the different parts of adrenochrome that I didn't know existed. We've been clumping adrenochrome together, thinking it was just one thing. But we found out it was three. It's the uh, nectar, which is the liquid. Mm -hmm. It's ambrosia, which is the, the organs. Mm-hmm. And it is ichor, which exists after somebody has consumed adrenochrome. That's their blood or something. Yes, that's their blood. It's basically distilled adrenochrome. You consume okay. adrenochrome, process it through your own body, extract it. Now you have a more pure adrenochrome called ichor. Where did to- the original one come from? Not the ichor, the other one. Uh, nectar? Nectar, yes. What's that? That's the blood. Okay, but that's just normal That's blood? adrenalized blood. Adrenal, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's adrenalized blood and then adrenalized organs that were in the body of somebody who is high adrenaline. Okay. Those two are while alive, and then the other is after it's been processed through somebody's body. Okay. Now, consuming ichor is so pure that it can kill people. But if you want to know about that, go revisit the older episode that happened uh, last week. Because now we have something... A bit different. The conversation that led us there opened a lot of thoughts, and it it gave a lot of insight into things that we hadn't considered before. Yeah. It got us to compare Christianity to Greek mythology. Greek mythology, mythology, yes. And in doing so, a couple of things came to mind. One, the fact that Entire human sacrifices, the firstborns, organs, blood, and the distilled version of this, which is even more impressive, more blood. Okay. We went through Greek mythology and Christianity to land at these locations, but those aren't the only belief systems that have mentioned this in the past. And another real ancient system that... I figured could give us insight mm-hmm. was, in fact, uh, Norse mythology. Uh-huh. And you found stuff. Obviously, you <laughs> found stuff. So, from last week's episode, three questions were asked based on what was informed. Because, again, we found different ways to access the the Shadow Realm as well, which explains the portals that Jesus had and the Icar and all these things, all these okay, things. Just yeah. really complicated series of things. Mm-hmm. The three questions that came to mind. What Norse mythology's connection to the Shadow Realm is. Mm-hmm. What Norse mythology's connection to human sacrifice and the three branches of Adrenochrome are. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And unrelated to that system, after we established that Christianity has a lot of mention and Greek mythology has a lot of mention of consuming humans, oftentimes children, hence the firstborn and sacrificing a child and literal animal sacrifice from Cain and Abel, which might be a metaphor for a child, Mm -hmm. all these things, it made me wonder... One of the most controversial and direct versions of child sacrifice is abortion. Hmm. And one of the main forms of abortion, other than the obvious, the clear, the, the, the unavoidable one where women straight up go to a place, a fetus is extracted and taken, who knows where, you're done, you exit, your job is done, you dropped off the fetus and you leave. We know that if everything else were to assume about adrenochrome is true, mm-hmm. then that fetus is being used in something twisted, which is a whole deep dive for the future. But as we're looking into mythologies specifically, abortion brings up an interesting group of people who are well known for performing abortions, which is Luciferians. Oh, Okay. Yeah, instead of going through the science aspect of uh, these Planned Parenthood places and abortion centers, Mm -hmm. which is obvious what they're doing, let's approach this from a mythological standpoint and a belief system, and then in the future we'll go to the scientific angle of the same thing. Okay. Now, Luciferians call it a blood sacrifice. By the way, it is hard as hell to find anything on Luciferians. I did not realize how complicated tracking this would be. Just almost nothing. It's super secretive? Super secretive. I guess because it would be too many similarities with obvious things, so it's a huge suppression effort from anybody who's okay with abortion to begin with, because you don't want these two wires to get crossed and people would be like, wait a minute. Mm. So, this is going to be the shortest part of this conversation, and it is also probably absolutely the darkest, so I will warn anybody listening, this is going to get really fucked up. I usually don't give a warning, but this is about children. This is pretty fucked up, and this is recorded. These are things that people have done, and that sometimes still happen today. Okay, so the stories that you have found, these are, like, people who witnessed it that were not part of the group because they were not going to... Like, no one in the group is sharing these secrets. Um, They are totally fine with sharing these things because there's no proof of anything. Oh, okay. They are absolutely but okay with sharing stories, it. they're stories. As far as we know, there's no way to prove it. Okay. Yeah, because oh. the, the self-proclaimed Luciferians gladly will share this information because how do you prove it? Mm-hmm. So, they call it a blood sacrifice. And it is the purpose of it. This is, first of all, where I'm like, oh, shit, there's a lot of similarities already. It's performed to create, and these words are very important because we're going to revisit them later. Okay. Blood sacrifices are performed to create a strong connection with gods of the other realm. Interesting. Hmm. Very specific word selection I came across. Gods of the other realm. Often time naming one of these gods, Lucifer, less relevant, just important information, I suppose, for the sake of Luciferianism. Yeah. But it's created to, they're performed to create strong connections with gods of the other realms. Mm-hmm. Of the other realm. They say realm exclusively. Gods of the other realm. Now, allegedly performing the ritual grants the participants abilities, youth, and immortality which we've mm. all come across. 
with just looking up adrenochrome. Just <laughs> like, looking up adrenochrome. Small detail that is going to give us a lot of insight that we haven't heard anywhere else, though. It gives ability, youth, and immortality, and the ability to hear the voices of the gods of the other realms in your mind. Oh my gosh, the Bible makes so much more sense now. Oh my gosh, the Bible makes so much sense now. <laughs> so many questions. No wonder just God was speaking to them. That's why we don't hear him anymore. Oh my gosh, that is so wrong. <laughs> but who says they do hear God? The priests. The Pope. Do you oh, see? No. Oh. oh my gosh, it's the still happening. Okay. And the Pope still hear the voice of God. Oh. Those oh. under the crown are talking directly to God. Oh no. Oh. What? Interesting. What oh, okay. Interesting. And this is going to inform future information, which we'll get to. Okay. How the ritual takes place. The blood sacrifice ritual. A pregnant woman of about six to eight months of pregnancy. The baby is extracted, oftentimes in the woods, uh, forcefully kill, extracted and killed. The body of the child is opened, oh. starting at the chest between the ribs oh, and no. lowering till right before the pelvic bone, and that is torn open. The blood that builds up in the cavity mm -hmm. is scooped up, and they cover themselves with it on their skin. This reminds me of the countess who used to kill her maids. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So they cover themselves on their arms, they cover their face, they cover their neck, they cover their chest, they cover their arms. They, their arms and their legs. This is way more disturbing, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... They remove the organs of from the body and consume them raw. Oh. Oh. Mm. Okay. They consume the organs of the fetus or infant raw, whichever one you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And they sometimes engage in an orgy as the ritual is performed. Mm -hmm. Hence the blood orgy title. That's the only way I found this through Blood Orgy. Ironically, okay. I, ironically, the only way I found this was through South Park. I typed that in, so they must have gone down the rabbit hole too and found this shit through there. Because I couldn't find crap until I typed in Blood Orgy, which I remembered from South Park and linked me back, and now a whole bunch of doors of Luciferianism opened. That is crazy. And the most important thing about the ritual is the mother is the only one allowed to consume the child's heart. I don't wow. understand the significance of that. Hmm. Nothing was elaborated on that. This is part of the ritual. The mother is the only one allowed to consume the child's heart. Hmm. Maybe it's just feel special to okay. this baby. For like, it's it's her a baby. treasure. It's her treasure. Yeah. she's giving back to herself. I guess I don't know. It's some weird, whatever. <laughs> That's the yep. sermon. Okay, so they eat it. They cover themselves in its blood, and they eat all its organs, oh and only the mother can eat the heart, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it gives them the ability, it gives them abilities, youth, immortality, and most importantly, 
It gives him the capacity to to hear the voice of gods from the other realm. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What? Dark. That is so dark. That's dark, dark. I don't... That's the deep end kind of dark. But necessary to go through in order to realize, yes, the abortion ritual which is the best way to call this for, for the understanding of other people. The abortion ritual is acquiring nectar and ambrosia. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, it doesn't mention anything about them drinking the nectar. They're just covering, no, they're themselves, just covering themselves in themselves. it, which tells us ambrosia is more powerful than nectar mm. because they're still consuming that part of it. Okay. And I mean, but it's still in it, like, too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's, it's filled with like, blood, it's no not matter covered. what. Yeah. yeah. And what's most interesting about this is the ability to hear the voices yes. of the gods from the other realm. This is interesting because we haven't stumbled upon this before, which means just having adrenochrome doesn't do this, or just having ambrosia doesn't do this. No, but Jesus' story makes so much sense now. That is like, one of it's the so points I was going to get to, yes. <laughs> okay. Jesus, uh, uh, the narrative kind of clarifies a lot, a lot. Uh-huh. It makes it what he does not even weird for that time, because they were already doing stuff like that for God anyways. Like Now, to answer a question, th- this was the first question, how does abortion relate? Answered. That's how abortion <laughs> relates to adrenochrome. Life-changing. Answer. Oh, my gosh. Now, going back one question. To what the connection between human sacrifice and the Norse is. The Norse are basically Vikings. Mm-hmm. We say Norse mythology in order to allow people to... Because we can't say Vikings and then have to make the connection every time. The Norse allows people to just instantaneously understand the people who believe in Norse mythology. Okay. But... To elaborate, the people who believe in Norse mythology are the Viking. Okay. Those were the people who believe in the North, in the Norse mythology. Now, before we dive into what Norse mythology is exactly and how this has informed our, our information and everything we've been connecting and the fact that it is obviously one big picture broken up into fragments. Okay. Vikings do, in fact have a connection to adrenochrome. They have what is called the blot sacrifice. Oh. And in the blot sacrifices, they sacrifice to the gods in order to acquire things in return. What are they sacrificing? (laughs) Humans and animals. Okay. And oftentimes these humans and animals are hung. But let's follow this next important detail. They are hung in ritual locations with, and I quote, strong connections to the gods and the other realm. Of course. Okay. The other realms. Okay. Which is exactly what happens in the blood sacrifice. The point is to get a stronger connection to the gods. Oh, that's why they're doing the in the other woods. realm. Yes. Mm, okay. Exactly. Where are the 
Vikings hanging their sacrifices from trees in the woods in areas with strong connections. They wouldn't happen to have a mountainy area, would they? Well, we will answer that eventually. Okay. But... Just for some reason popped up Moses on his mountain. Like, why didn't we think of that too? Like, mountains have become much more important to the story. Much more significant. The fact that Moses went up to a mountain and came down with not only information that transcends the capacity of humans, but saying he directly spoke to God and his face was glowing. Mm -hmm. Actually, was his face glowing? I think his face was glowing. No, it was the other guy who saw his shoulders and crap, right? Something like that. Whatever. He came down super awesome. Yes. Because he went up a mountain mm-hmm. and spoke to God. Mm-hmm. God's on top of a mountain. And we have heard that he's on top of a mountain. Like. Yeah, we have heard that. Yes. Okay. Now, about the blot sacrifices. The blood from the sacrifices are collected in bowls and twigs used to splatter the blood on the altar, on the walls... And on cult participants. Okay. They're not drinking it. Okay. They're putting it on themselves the same way as the the blood sacrifice. Yeah. So the blood sacrifice is the English translation almost of the blot sacrifice. Okay. The Vikings were performing a... Abortion sacrifice, but not necessarily with a fetus or an infant, just with people. And the hanging, I'm presuming, creates the most amount of fear, because you know. But they're not eating this. Well, interesting enough, the next part of this is the fact that they do extract the organs from the uh, bodies. Is it just animal bodies, or you're no, saying... it's humans and animals alike. Oh, Humans and animals are hung Uh in the woods. Their blood is collected in bowls, splattered the blood on the altar's walls and on the cult participants, Uh and the meat is collected and eaten by all in attendance. (gasps) Oh, crap. Mm. Identical. Uh Identical. With the intention of what? To get to get something to connect to the gods and get something in return from them, which they believed were the abilities they were acquiring, which they believe was the youth they were acquiring, which they believe was the immortality they were acquiring. But doing the sacrifice was the only way to what? Engage with the God in the first place. Yes. Oh, communication with God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So disturbing. Important, important, important. We've established something like this long ago. If there's enough concentrated fear within a region, a being from the shadow realm can cross over. The less there is, the harder it is, the more ghost-like you are. But the more there is, the -hmm. more solidified you become until you can completely cross over without the need for a gate. Okay. What's happening here is exactly that. They're either... Creating a mental connection, so it's the faintest when it's just a infant was killed, and you guys consume and drown and put it on your bodies. You cover yourself in the baby's blood. You eat the baby's organs, and you start hearing all the effects that we know of adrenochrome happen. Mm-hmm. And then you start hearing the voice in your head. This is bare minimum. Nobody's scared here. The baby's dead. Mm-hmm. 
nobody's scared here. You guys are looking happily to get here. And still, the lowest frequency of you, what you've done in a high concentration area, you can still hear it. Uh-huh. But a lot of fear, a lot of collection, a lot of something, and you can directly interact with the god, which is what the Vikings have. You hang the people from the trees, a lot of fear in an area. The area is already suspected to have high concentration, many bodies hanging from trees. You concentrated it, and now you have more access to these beings. The rules apply cleanly as we established them before. Yes. There is a degree. It's by degree. It's a slider. The more, the more clear mm -hmm. your connection is. Yes. Okay. Now, let us dive into what Norse mythology actually is. Mm -hmm. Because this is going to inform a whole other shitstorm of things. First, Norse mythology predates Christianity by about 2,000 years. Okay. It is called the Edda, that is in its language. Okay. The Edda focuses on a giant tree that connects all of the nine realms. It's an immense central tree, and above there are places, below there are places, and around there are places, and we consider these the realms. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go through these realms. There is a realm called Muspelheim. This is the land of fire. Sounds very similar to hell. It's just lakes of fire and rivers of fire and a lot of fire. There's a lot of fire. Are there creatures of fire? I guess yes, no. things of fire. All of these places got creatures that oh, are okay. native to them. Mm -hmm. Asgard. The realm of the gods, a.k.a. heaven. Right. Okay. Okay. Located dead center of the tree, directly above it. Okay. Floating above it. Where's the fireplace located? Below the tree. Okay. Yes. It's you got to go downwards from the tree to get there. Directly center of the tree, below it. Okay. Now, within Asgard, there is a place called Valhalla, and Valhalla is where people go when they die and they are honorable. Uh -huh. Literal gates of heaven. Yes. For the best warriors yes. or whatever. Then we have Midgard. Midgard is where the base of the tree is. Is that Earth? This is Earth. This is what we would call the Earth realm. Okay. Okay. Now, Jotunheim. Home of the gods. Really? Uh, of the giants, my bad. Home oh. of the giants. Dominated by mountains, rivers, and forests. Hmm. Mountains. <laughs> is it? Where is it on this tree? Weirdly enough, this falls next to Midgard. Okay. Mm. Seems very reachable. But very okay. reachable. Vanaheim, home of the Vanir. The Vanir are ancient, an ancient branch of gods. They're the gods that predate the Asgardian gods. Okay. The location of this is actually unknown. What? But it is only accessible through Asgard. Okay, so it's up in heaven? It's up in heaven. Okay. It's another level of heaven or somewhere around heaven. Uh-huh. That's a weird one, isn't it? Yes. Then there's Alfheim, home of the Light Elves. 
important, what I'm about to say. This is located next to Asgard. This is the third place in heaven. Okay. The elves live there? Light elves are the gods of nature. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Hmm. Now, this one's complicated. Svartalfheim? Svartalfheim? Okay. So, this one is the home of the dwarves, located underneath the crust of the earth. That's its own realm? Yep. Okay. And Helheim, home of the dishonorable dead. Yes. This is where the punishment happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's also in the bottom? Somewhere? Below. Below? Now, let's put this into a perspective. I only mentioned eight for a very specific reason. We'll get to the ninth one in a moment. Okay. If we're going to put this in an image that we can understand clearly, we would say the Christian heaven contains Asgard, Vanaheim, and Alfheim. That's the realm of the gods, realm of the old gods, and realm of the elves. Which are still gods. All in heaven, yes. These are all kinds of gods. Yep. Different realms at this point is losing its meaning and becoming more of continents, countries, something along those lines. We got to think of them as. Okay. Within Asgard, there are two other important locations. So, Alfheim is where the brave go when they die during battle. That's mm-hmm. the other side of. Uh, heaven. Of heaven. Of the. Of, uh, um, Valhalla. Wow. Okay. It's co- it's interesting because Alfheimer is what I'm talking about because Alfheim is where the light elves go. And then Folkvinger, which is where the other half of the brave go. They don't go together. They get split into two groups. Okay. Both for the honorable. Okay. So there's just many locations in, in heaven. Okay. In different areas in heaven. Sure, where the gods, angels... And I guess the humans that are, deserve to go the, up there. The easiest way to think about the elves is that they're angels, yes. Okay. That's the easiest way to think of the, the, the elves. It's two different eras of gods and angels. But there's something important about laying it out like this that matters a lot. Because it tells, it informs our view of Earth even more. The fact that we come across Zeus and Jehovah coexisting, but we look at this layout, and even within heaven, they've got their own territories. Mm-hmm. Which we feel like on Earth, they all have their own territories. So yes. Yeah. Most importantly, we're talking just elevation. Mm-hmm. They, Like I said, the way we're describing realms when we're talking Norse mythology... It doesn't seem like you cross some magical threshold or become a different physical type of thing. It looks like they're just physical spaces that coexist. Okay. Uh-huh. And when we're talking about Asgard and Vanaheim and Alfheim, we're just talking about high altitude. Yeah. The highest of altitude, which reminds us of things like Olympus. Mm-hmm. They're just right there. stationed on top of a mountain. Yeah. The highest mountains. Mm-hmm. Huh. The highest of mountains. In this, this case, the highest of trees? Cause well, they're not placed on top of the tree. Oh. We just know they're over the tree. 
Oh, okay. It says floating, but they're just over the tree. We know they're over the tree. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Mm-hmm. Weird that they're just physical spaces. Yes. No transcending anything. You just, if you had a plane back then, you could just reach them. Weird. Now, what we're going to call the Christian Earth Realm contains Midgard, home of the humans. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Jodenheim, home of the giants. Okay. And Svaltalheim, home of the dwarves. Okay. Dwarves are just below the crust. That's still physically Earth. Yeah. Specifically says that they, you can reach them through caves. Okay. It's not a complicated, like, nothing is happening here that's crazy. No. They're just underneath the ground. The end. Not even far underneath the ground. They're just, you can get there through a cave. Yeah. So we got giants that hang around the mountains and in the woods. Mm-hmm. We got the humans hanging in the plains and in the forests, along with some giants who also hang out in the forest. And then we have the dwarves that hang out underground and inside caves and whatnot. Okay. Very Earth-like atmosphere. Yeah. Important that the giants are often closer to mountains because mountains in Greek mythology are where the gods are hanging out and the giants climb the mountains to attack the gods. Yes. Huh. And there's supposedly giants in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But the giants in the really- Bibles aren't hanging out in mountains. And no. neither is God. Well, except when we're talking about Moses. Yes. Oh, shit. So, in every case, we have gods on top of mountains. Always. And we have giants. And we have giants. But we don't have giants at mountains in Christianity. We do have giants in mountains in Norse mythology. We do have giants in mountains in Greek mythology. But mm. we don't have it in Christianity. Just patterns. Weird consistencies. And the fact that, again, we have... All of Earth realms seem like a physical space. Yes. The traversable physical space. You can walk to all these locations. Although they only took the dead to those locations. None of these I have mentioned are where the dead are. The ones in the... Oh, the ones in heaven, yeah. yeah. The heaven equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird, right? It's a very Dragon Ball Z-esque scenario where you could just like, well, I'm going to go see dad after he died, and you'd literally just go shake hands with him and King Kai's planet or some crap. Hmm. That's a weird one. Like, nah, he's just over there. Dad comes down sometimes. He chills with us. Interesting. Dragon Ball Z is closer to his shoes. Yeah, it seems the case might be. Now, the Christian hell, still in Norse mythology, is divided into two parts. Mm -hmm. Which is Muspelheim, the land of fire, and Helheim, home of the dishonorable dead. Yes. These don't seem traversable anymore. Unless we're talking really, 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 really deep into the earth. Yeah. Which also seems to be how the narrative goes. A physically reachable place. Mm-hmm. It's a motherfucker to get to. The hardest to get to. Of all these locations, you're closer to get to Asgard than you are to hell. But. It's right under us. It's right under us. You can get there. Yeah. You can get there. And just as we have giants before mountains, before heaven, we have dwarves before the crust, before hell. There's always something, some creature buffer between these two locations. Mm -hmm. It's very important that we keep in mind 
buffer creatures. Buffer creatures. Buffer creatures. Very, very interesting that we have a lot of that. Now, the last realm that I've not mentioned is called Heffelheim. And Heffelheim is described as the land of mist and fog. A Hmm. hazy, unclear, unsure place that is somehow connected to the tree that connects everything else. But just like the one location in Asgard is unclear where this is really at. Okay. And it's not a place of punishment or a place of reward. It's more like Earth, but a warped version of it that's unclear and foggy and jumbled in a way. Hmm. Which sounds almost identical to the Shadow Realm. What? I think it's the Shadow Realm? Interesting enough, Christianity also has its version of this. It's Limbo. Oh. It's a not punishment, not reward, kind of Earth-like other wasteland thing. other <laughs> thing. Yeah. The Shadow Realm. What's that place called? The Misty Place? Nephelheim, Nephelheim. considered the Mist World. The Mist World. Is there anything in the Mist World, did they say? Uh, it's not specific. There okay. are, like, creatures. There's a lot of fog. There's some river. That's actually where the tree gets its water from. Okay. Gets its water from the mist world. Okay. Think about this. The tree connects every other realm and gets its life source from what's essentially the shadow realm. What are we learning from this? I don't... I feel like we're learning something. I have no idea. I don't know what it is either. I don't know what it is, but it feels important. It does feel important, right? There's some greater significance to our entire everything. All versions of it. Mm -hmm. Heaven, hell, earth. All relying on the existence of the Shadow Realm somehow. Yes. Our power source is the Shadow Realm. And we know there's a natural flow from that way this way but we have to unnaturally access that location it is a one-way street normally speaking yes life comes from but life doesn't go to we have to cheat our way over there which i guess is a good example of the tree taking life from it and not giving anything to it exactly we cheat our way we come up with adrenochromes and we come up with jesus gates and but ultimately it should be a one-way street. We're just breaking that rule. Yes. But why is it a one-way street? But why is it a one-way street? And why is everything dependent on that? Why is, in Norse mythology, is claiming it is the source of the tree's life, and the tree sustains life of everything else? All the yes. other realms rely on the tree. Huh. This is the most important detail. All the other realms rely on the tree, and the source of the life for the tree is its most insignificant of places. So how is it related to us? I have no idea. Huh. I have no clue how that came to be. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. We'll figure something out. I know we will. But it's, it's interesting. Uh, now, in Norse mythology, there is a very important detail. Usually, if you are not a person with the capacity and natural ability to cross from realm to realm, you use the tree to get there. Usually gods can easily move from one to the other, Mm -hmm. traverse, presumably because going to heaven means you got to fly or some BS like that. 
going to hell you got to cross crazy maybe only the dwarves know the way or the people who are from hell know the way and so you need special information or special abilities to access things mm-hmm. but the tree has all the answers if you wanted to get there and weren't one of the knowing okay although there's no understanding of how to get the nephilim you can access it through the tree what you can go to the tree yeah. and one of its roots will lead you straight there. Okay. Also, there are three roots total and they spread out in different directions. And they all take you somewhere? One of which, the other two are completely insignificant. They don't go anywhere important. Oh. Because what they do is completely different. Okay. The tree will give you the information you require. That is why you go to the tree to learn how to access some of these places. Okay. The tree as being connected to Asgard and being connected to Midgard and being connected to Helheim and all the other places can also provide somebody who completes the tree's trials with the abilities that are provided to the inhabitants of these locations. What? There's trials? What? Yeah, the tree can give you trials. It's a tree of everything, and Uh it can give you trials. It will give you god abilities or abilities of those in hell or creature abilities. Yeah. You go through these trials to accomplish these things. A tree can provide trials. A tree doesn't talk to you or anything. It'll just... Trials will become apparent. I'm not sure how. Yeah. I guess you stand in front of it and hallucinate or something, which (laughs) is a whole other conversation about what this tree is supposed to fucking be. Okay. But... The most important part of this tree is that there's a route that guides you where there's no other way to access. Mm-hmm. That is an incredibly important sentence. The Why? two ideas are there are three routes to this tree. One will give you the knowledge you need, one will give you the ability you need, and one will allow you to traverse a distance you need. This is important. Because the Garden of Eden claims to have Two trees, one with knowledge and one with life. Immortality, the power, power. and the knowledge. But you dig deep enough into Christianity and you come across the tree of cavalry, which isn't a literal tree. It is the piece of wood that Jesus Christ was nailed to. It is the cross. They call that the tree of cavalry because it is wooden. Okay. If you avoid Christianity and you go to the original texts that were translated into Christianity and translate them yourself, that very tree of cavalry was cut from a hunk of wood that came from the Garden of Eden. How? Because it was part of Jesus' plan. He brought the wood. Oh. Oh. And he got crucified on the wood, although nobody knew where it came from. That was part of his plan. There was a ritual that took place. Oh my gosh, of There's course. There's a ritual that took place with somebody plan. fucking dying, Jesus Christ. He connected to die, to because he already knew how to come back. That will allow him to traverse an impossible distance into another realm. Oh, how did he get that wood? Who let him in? Somebody let him slip in, or somebody brought it out. His mom. His mom wasn't allowed back in until she had until he was dead. That all. But maybe she had it with her. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have kicked her out with it. They were supervising that lady at every corner. Hmm. But there is a question there. There is a literal question there. 
Where did he get it? Where did he get the tree of cavalry? Which, by the way, if you translate it backwards, not translate it backwards, you find the original text and translate it without the edited versions and the warped text that they come up with. Okay. They call it the tree of soul. That's the literal exact translation. Soul. I don't know why the tree of cavalry is how it ended up, but okay. the tree of soul. So we got soul. the knowledge. If knowledge, you have life and you have soul. The tree of soul, spirit. I don't know what the relevance of the word soul is, but if we call it that, maybe we'll think of it differently. Mm-hmm. It's the tree of soul. Jesus Christ acquired a piece from a tree that would allow the consumer of the fruit of that tree. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this took a lot of digging to find out. The consumer of the fruit of that tree, yes, it also had a fruit like the other two trees. Okay. To, like a fairy, at will be able to cross through realms. What? Like a fairy. Yes. As we know, the fairies are the only beings that are neither from here nor there that can easily hop in and out of Earth Realm and the Shadow Realm like nothing. Mm-hmm. Which also suggests the Third Realm, which would fall in line with Christian beliefs I in the first place. they were from the Shadow Realm. No. I don't know where the fuck they're from. I just know they can enter the Shadow Realm and Earth Realm easily. We haven't really established where they're from. Oh. We just know that the fairies can kind of hop in and out. Oh, okay. They're the only things we know that don't require any kind of anything else. Yeah. And that's how they actually made the deal with, presumably, Santa Claus, who has the tightest grip on all this shit to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you guys can find that in another <laughs> episode, of which there are many. Okay, so he somehow managed to get a piece of this tree and the fruit of this tree. No, he managed to get a piece of the tree because I believe he couldn't. I think acquiring the fruit was harder. Maybe it would have been too obvious. So they removed the piece of the wood. And then getting crucified on the wood allowed him to now have something relative. Maybe it wasn't even about him crossing. Maybe he required this as part of the ritual that would allow him to hear a voice in his head. Okay. From the other side. Mm -hmm. So you don't think this thing was already talking to him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe he did perform some other ritual. He did have that thing about the flush. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's a, It brings There's so up many, a lot of questions. Yeah. He's doing a lot of things. I don't yes. know. What? Where did he get this wood? How? It's from the Garden of Eden. And you don't think Mary was a piece. Oh, I'm actually fucking up a little. Eating the fruit actually requires the consumer to die before they get the abilities either way. Eating the fruit of spirit requires you to die to acquire. Whoa. What? Wait, what does the fruit do again? The fruit allows you to traverse from one realm to the other. Okay. So he did get the ability. That's actually what did happen. In dying on the cross, he acquired the ability, but again... You do still need to be brought back to life. Mm-hmm. The fruit of life doesn't bring you back to life. It gives you mortality. And yes, I still believe that Adam and Eve are a technology. Different different episode for what I stumbled upon related to that. Okay, okay, okay. But yes, quite definitely they're technology. And I think all of this is technology. I think the fruits are a version of technology. Okay. Yeah. I think this is the sea people breaking the rules to do different things without having to use. Fun fact, 
or not fact, but theory, enter unicorns. We have three different fruits. I think this is why unicorns are fucking relevant. Yes, there is engineered something, genetically engineered something, Uh but people were getting horns that were giving abilities. So maybe that theory is bullshit that this was a genetically engineered creature. I think the Pegasus was definitely genetically engineered, but I don't think the unicorn was because people had... Antonio Draco, bro, he gave this to people who couldn't walk and they could suddenly walk. Gave it to people who couldn't see, they could suddenly see. There was something about this unicorn, the alicorn. There's something about alicorn mm-hmm. that the sea people were fully aware of. And the sea people also happened to have the Garden of Eden, which contains four different technologies. A technology for immortality without yeah. adrenochrome. Okay. A technology for some unearthly knowledge. A technology to traverse the realms like dying after you've had adrenochrome. Almost identical when you consider the fruit of spirit. You have to they die knew to about happen. this other place. Somehow they're connected to... Well, they already knew about my cough that they got the fuck yeah. away from. And that was a direct link to the Shadow Realm. They did something wrong. They did something bad. And they... And uh, whatever the technology code Adam and Eve is, I think they used unicorn alicorns in order to make these technologies. That's where that piece fits. It's something with incredible abilities that isn't science. They used it and added it to science to make things happen. I don't think it's a creature from here either. I think it's a fucking fairy. Yes. I think a unicorn is a fairy. I think it's a horse fairy. It's a horse fairy. It's a fairy. It's a fairy. It's, it's a for hair. sure a fairy. It's for sure a fairy. They, there's a, an animalistic, non-hyper-intelligent fairy like other creatures. It's just... Whatever, wherever the fairies come from, there are animals. Yeah. That aren't like crazy intelligent like normal people or normal fairies. It's just an animal. Because we know the Shadow Realm also has it. Yeah. The Shadow Realm has intelligent beings, and it has their animal equivalent. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. I think the, fairy, the those are fairies. Those are fairies. Unicorns are fairies. I am for sure a Pegasus is something genetically engineered. It's just things that exist over here that they put together and look cool. It's like, look at my cool car or whatever. But unicorns are fairies. Yes. And they know how to use unicorn blood and unicorn alicorns to make these technologies mm-hmm. that they are trying to hide from whatever. Either they're... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because now we're hitting the wall again. I'll find something else in the future. But this is... It's making a lot of sense so far. Because this began originally with unicorns. And then we left it behind because it didn't seem to connect anywhere. Yes. It didn't seem to go anywhere. These special abilities, these things. But everything that... The one thing we've known is whatever you could do with Adrenochrome, you could do with Alicorn. Of course, the idea was this. I think they... The power that they have, Adam and Eve, is what the gods want. I really think that's what they want. Because that's the thing of life. Like, in the Norse mythology, they made people a lot like... God made people, but like it feels very technology. Like it wasn't natural birth or anything. They they made they made people. They want this technology because they don't have it. 
So you think Adam and Eve is, in fact, population technology? Yes. The ability to create. Because gods aren't really gods. They're just someone who found the tech to make life. And there's people that want that. These higher beings, they're fighting over this tech. The people who have it are the sea people. Yes. The argument here is that the sea people are equal in caliber to the rest of these gods. Yeah. They are. And we, the weirdest part is we can, well, then the idea is whole other perspective. And we've talked about this before. I guess, yes. Yeah. We talked about this a long time ago about just Jehovah, that Jehovah came from a group of people and they just got more progressively powerful over time. They were made by something, but possibly technology too. That with enough time, the goal was to get one of these things to cross over to the next stage where they themselves can make life. Yes. And every civilization has its own version of that. That's what yes. the Greek gods are. They were something that managed to get to this godlike power. Mm-hmm. But they were just mortals like we were. And Jehovah and whatever people he's from also, again, they were just some form of mortal that elevated to that point. And the Norse gods, again, just some form of mortal that elevated to that point. And we're witnessing with the sea people another form of mortal that elevated to that. And maybe might not be exactly that. The road is the same, but they're as close from our. Yes. I think they're stopping the whole, the God part, the end part of it happening, though. Because all of these stories, they end with the God finally getting the thing and then restarting and everything happens again. And then the new God and then whatever. Yeah. Because Jesus would have been that God. But they're stopping him. But they're stopping him. Then what's the point of stopping it? Because it ends all of this. It the reset. It resets. God, Jesus would have been the one yes. that Jehovah, Jehovah's winning. That's the argument here. Jehovah's winning. We would know because it's also the most dominant religion. Even Islam contains Christianity within it. It's not. He's not winning because he didn't get to restart because exactly. we're still here. He was winning. He was. He was winning. And Jesus was the way. He was the one who had the guy who was actually going to do it. I did it. I beat all of you. I got him. I got the guy who's going to reset the system. Mm -hmm. That makes me a greater God, and that makes him the God who takes my place. Uh Uh-uh. But the sea people didn't allow it. No. So, But we know Jehovah of Dark isn't the same as Jehovah of Light. We just don't know what the hell to call Jehovah of Dark. Jehovah of Light is just another sea person, and he's part of who's stopping this. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Jehovah of Dark found the right being. Because, again, what were the visions? What were the visions that forced them to get rid of Mary in the first place? That's another weird thing. This guy somehow started to communicate with this kid and other people. And, oh, yeah, find the kid. Find the kid for me, people. Mm -hmm. Chances are the people who were having the visions of Jesus in the first place were people who went through the ritual and started hearing the voice in their head. Yeah. Yeah. Those people. Yeah. But then why were they having visions of Jesus? I understand getting the voice of Jehovah of Dark. These rituals are essentially meant to connect to the Shadow Realm. Mm-hmm. But why? But why? And why, again, why are we getting, why is our energy reliant on the Shadow Realm? One question we need to figure out. Mm-hmm. Why is Jehovah of Dark so interested in Jesus if that's not even his descendant? Hmm. Why is why are his people, I mean, I guess his people are trying to stop it so the gods don't find the technology that is, in fact, the a way to do it because they haven't figured it out. And the sea people have it. 
I understand getting, I guess getting Jesus was about that. Why do we think there's a Jehovah Dark? How do we know that's not Jesus? Because What's separating these two characters? Well, Jehovah of Dark is literally who's been kind of doing a lot of this crap. It's uh, We have Jehovah of Dark at the very crossing point where all these horrible things end and needing sacrifices end and all this stuff. And then we just have Jesus suddenly show up. We have Jehovah of Dark in many instances communicating and asking for really dark things. This is why the sacrifices were asked for. Jehovah of Light has no reason for that. Jehovah of Light is who's still around. He got rid of Jesus, and then we're just hearing Jehovah of Light all the time. No more Jehovah of Dark. Okay. They are clearly two different. The, the switch from one to the other was so dramatic that it's obvious they were two different beings. Mm-hmm. And Jesus trying to create gateways to access the point. Hmm. He can die, go back, and have a gate to come through already. Mm-hmm. Fine. But then he is a physical creature from this side that had to die to get there first. Jehovah of Dark is some shit over there trying to fucking get people to create that fear and that thing because he needs that to come through. Jehovah of Light yes. doesn't give a crap. So uh-huh. we're arguing Jehovah of Light is equal to the Greek and the Norse gods. And Jesus was going to be, or not going to be, Jesus was just some other guy. Mm-hmm. Jesus was some kid, but something weird happened. So the sea people were definitely elevating quickly. Uh-huh. To the point that they already have the population technology, probably. Yeah. And they have the ability to traverse realms, which even the Norse gods don't, and the Greek gods don't, uh-huh. but the sea people do. So we're also talking that, uh-huh. again, these are just technologically advanced beings uh-huh. that seem like gods from our point of view, but it's just technology they have to. Yeah. The Norse and the Greek, the Christian. This is just technology. Yeah. But Except when like, we're talking about the Shadow Realm. What are we missing? I don't know what we're missing. There's a lot of questions answered and a lot of questions just that popped up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's complicated. It's complicated. Fascinating. Ah, still so many missing so many questions. And everything depends on the Shadow Realm somehow. Mm-hmm. The Shadow Realm is fueling this side somehow. Oh. And Mount Kof was an access point. And the shadow people somehow made Mount Kof invisible. It was very important for them to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't stop anything from Mount Kof from coming to this side. As far as I know, you made it unseen. But they can still. Yeah. Which is about other people not finding it. Mm-hmm. So, not letting others access the Shadow Realm is important. But you having access to the Shadow Realm is important. You found a way to get there without needing the mountain, so you hid the mountain. Mm-hmm. You have the fruit that allows you to get there. Well, code fruit. Some technology. Yeah. You have some technology that allows you to cross the threshold into the Shadow Realm. What are they doing? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Because what would they want to do with those? And something about the old equator involves is involved here. Something about the civilizations on the old equator is part mm. of this. The Mayans and the Egyptians are particularly important in whatever's going on. I have to do with the end of the world. It feels like, I don't know. I don't know. Three technologies that are incredibly astounding and then one for population. Hmm. Are they building an army and are they going to attack the Shadow Realm and take over it? I don't feel like that's it. <laughs> Well, this is just so crazy. <laughs> Throw <laughs> shit at the wall and see if something yeah. sticks. Yeah, nah, that doesn't feel right. 
Because there's so much hiding going on with them. They're so hiding. They're hiding. hiding everything. Yes. Everything's being hidden. After sharing everything. After sharing everything. They were sharing everything for a really long time and then... Something, something backfired. <laughs> and, and it's not backfired. Who knows if it backfired. Something changed. Something we know that changed. much. Something yeah. changed and then hiding. Everything is hiding now. Mm-hmm. I think they did discover or create or invent some form of nuts technology. Mm-hmm. That they have to keep away from other shit. And following the finding of this technology, it was totally fine for them to completely erase an access point. Mm-hmm. Which was Mount Cough. Yeah. They were maybe using that access point. Mm-hmm. But now nobody else can find it. And we're so good at hiding shit. You guys can't find us. And you guys can hell no in no way find that out. No. But why? Mm-hmm. So many things. And what is the importance of Jesus to Jehovah of Dark? I don't know. I don't know. There's still things we got to figure out. Yep. It's so weird. We got a lot of things, though. So much is solved thanks to all of this connecting to each other, but still, it makes no sense. The problem <laughs> is I don't know where to go from here. Hmm. I don't know where to go from here. We've dissected the old equator. We've dissected Norse mythology and found some answers. We've, I can keep dissecting other religions, I guess. There has to be some connection. Because and what if one of these things does have a solution to a problem? Because I feel like Norse did solve some things. Norse we solved were, a lot of things. Yeah, so but we actually this re- might be a good idea. Yeah, I mean, we used two different religions, Luciferianism and Norse mythology. Yeah. We just got a, we got a couple of, one new detail of hearing gods Mm-hmm. In your head, and of the specifically the places of focus, mm-hmm. which Mount Kaf was clearly one of them, a place where you have a stronger connection. Oh, to were the you going to say something about the creatures though? Were they important? Which creatures? The the giants and the dwarfs. Well, no, that there's definitely some some buffer between locations. But why is that important? Because the mountains, that means that there's probably creatures in front of Mount Kof that are helping protect it. Oh, okay. Presumably, yeah. there are sea people around Mount Kof, and that when the Greek mention the sea people and they mention the giants, they're talking about the same two. The two things are the same thing. The giants that can take them down are the sea people. Okay. Unless the giants were made by the sea people. Oh, that's possible too. Mm. It, it could be either or. The ability to make life. Yeah. Can you make any life? Probably. Yes. Can you make an infinitely strong army? Can yeah. you make the playing field so uneven mm-hmm. with Adam and Eve? I think so. Make an army send shit to the Shadow Realm, tame a bunch of shit over there that's too overpowered, bring it over here, you got problems. You can make an army, like Lilith used Adam to make an army of demons. Holy shit, you're totally right. And if Adam is literally just creation technology, (laughs) then she literally... She literally used the machine to create life. What the fuck? I forgot all about that. She literally used the technology to create an army of demons and as a result was cast from using the technology. Yeah. Yeah. 
What? Holy shit. So it is. It's tech. It's really overpowered tech that can make anything. That's probably how they made the Pegasus. Yes. But they made human life using Adam and Eve. That's important. Just as for human life. But you don't need Eve to make life. You only need Adam. You just need Adam. And then pair it with something else, I guess, and you make something else. So then Eve is something different. Yes. Eve is human life somehow. Yes. You can make anything with Adam, but you can make you or not human. Maybe that's not maybe you can make humans with just Adam, because you made Eve with just Adam, allegedly. Although we can assume that that's probably wrong. But you can make anything with Adam. Mm-hmm. There's some special sauce that Eve adds that the pairing makes important. Yeah. That the pairing makes dangerous. Mm-hmm. Chances are they probably won't even keep Adam and Eve together. No. Unless they need to make more humans, but I doubt they do. I don't do. think it's to make humans. I think you only need Adam to make humans. And I also don't think you made humans with it. I think humans were already there. I think we started developing way later. I don't think that the sea people made us. I don't think they're our god. Unless hmm. we're, I mean, then again, Jehovah, the actual Jehovah, not Jehovah of dark, but Jehovah of light is a sea person. Exactly. And if we're, I guess, maybe we were made by this fucking technology, Adam. I definitely think so. I think our ancient ancestors come from this machine. Fair enough. So we're androids that are resemble you, which are, it would explain a lot considering our mind works so identically to when we make a computer. We make a hyper-advanced technology, and our brains are almost indistinguishable. We even call it neural synapses, which is what we're working with, neurons. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like, ah, there's still so much. So then what oh. the fuck is the point of Eve? What did Eve give us that the gods want? Because then it's not even about Adam. It's about Adam and Eve. Yes. Because- and the fruits. Yes. It's about the three fruits in Adam and Eve. There's a lot of technology with the sea people that even the what we consider gods, which are just other advanced creatures, Weed. are like, what the fuck? We need that shit. Yeah. Fair enough. The gods, Norse gods didn't make life. Greek no. gods didn't make life. They're gods, and then there's life. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in the Norse, they did make life out of clay. I don't know. It's some weird story. But the people were like puppets until he did something. I don't remember the complete story. Yes, I do. I, I know what you're talking about, yes. Which would mean like maybe Adam just makes the, the puppet. A, a puppet. Eve creates the mind. And yeah, because that's why Eve, when e- when Lilith did it. Adam, she could just make demons. Yeah, because they were. They were Soulless. Yeah. Chimeras. Not even chimeras. Homunculus okay. demons, demons, yeah, artificial life mm. to make a perfect life form. You need the Eve component. Mm-hmm. So they all have the <laughs> atom technology. Mm-hmm. They all have the atom technology. They don't all have the Eve technology. Yes, I think so. And because the sea people have the Eve technology, they can also Im- use that to improve on the atom technology. So the sea people have the best version of the atom technology. Because the Eve technology is kind of the Adam technology, but like 2.0 or whatever. Yes. Interesting. One, yes, 2.0. You required one to build the other. Yeah. We're closer to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Closer to something. There's closer something making sense something. here. Yes. I think so. Interesting. So the sea people might have made it. I mean, it makes sense if Jehovah is the one running this project. Mm-hmm. 
not in any of our technology. There's not people who work there. Whatever we call the serpent is one of the guys who works there. And Lilith was one of the ones who worked there. You know, three people worked there for a fact. Jehovah, the serpent, and Lilith. And Lilith went rogue and used it to create shit she shouldn't have and was removed from the project. Yeah. Just curious about this new toy that they had or whatever. It's a story. I don't know how the fuck this connects to Jesus. Because Jesus has no. a huge role to play here, too. Yes. We've definitely solved Adrenochrome. That's an easy shortcut over there. Mm-hmm. We've finally connected Alicorn. That's whatever's fueling the creation of these technologies that are allowing a way over there without losing your fucking mind through Adrenochrome. Yes. We know distilled Adrenochrome, Icker, allows you to do some details of what Alicorn, which is way more overpowered, does. We know Adam and Eve is technology to create life specifically adam but eve might be the next stage of that that allows for a particularly complicated life yes. which all yes, the yes, others yes. can't seem to figure out i think so ah. i don't know what jesus fits here i think everything else has been answered i just don't know how jesus besides that we know that they are most likely afraid of him or they're hiding from him or whatever they kicked him out they, something, something is special about jesus something is different about jesus yes and we know Jesus is probably in cahoots with Jehovah of Dark. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, you guys betray me for whatever reason. Yes. We've answered a lot. We're left with... What does he want? What, what's the point of Jesus? What's the point of Jesus? We know that the churches are accessing these Shadow Realm creatures for no reason. They probably think it's really God or whatever the fuck. Who knows? Yeah. It's not really important as it's far not. as we know. Or they're being manipulated by Jesus, who they're probably hearing in their head. Matter. Actually, they're probably hearing Jesus in their head. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the case might be, they're, they're, they're puppets in something. Yeah. The question is, is Jesus? It doesn't seem like he is. But also, he does go ahead and make Jesus gates so that creatures could cross over. He might be a puppet himself. Mm-hmm. Or he might be part of the bigger picture. He might be. He might be. We don't know. I don't know. But that's what I got. That's amazing. Thank you, Norse mythology. You connect a lot of dots. Thank you, Luciferianism. You're dark, dark, dark. crazy, psychotic shit. Dark, dark, dark. Dark, dark. Definitely gave us in- enough information that we require. So, look. I need you guys. And anybody help. Please, if you got something, anything, contact us, reach us, let us know. You can hit us up on the socials at Just Convo Pod anywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And remember to subscribe, right? And review the show. And tell people we're getting to the bottom of something. Word of mouth <laughs> is incredibly overpowered. And if you've ever had these weird-ass questions and wanted to know the truest truths, nobody's, nobody's doing this. We're mm-hmm. one and only here. This is like the deepest underground set of information you could ever find. Right? Do you know how hard I fucking learned to find this shit? If I can only explain to you how many dark web websites I have to travel to access documents that people have stolen from churches just to upload online because the church will obviously not let the surface web ever get this and you can't really erase it off the off the dark web you understand how hard it is to do this and like how many government watch lists i'm probably on for like traveling through these places you should be just for this Mm. ridiculous bullshit you guys should be thanking me Mm -hmm. this has been the rambling podcast take nothing personal and thanks for listening Bye. bye
This podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.